0: Hello my friend and welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited you're here as always and again as always thank you so much for taking some time out of your life to come and listen to my dulcid tones and today it's not just me, you'll be glad to know. Um, I am joined by Tyrone Brown who is a dream coach. So this conversation is really interesting um, and I loved it because First of all, I didn't even know that dream coaches were a thing until I discovered um, Ty on um, a, an online platform. And it, dreams are something that I have always had, I guess, a kind of interested in, but never um, never really done any research into, you know, how to interpret your dreams or what, what the power of them could actually be. So this conversation was really interesting and really opened my eyes um, to like really looking at your dreams and using them as another tool to help you on your self exploration journey. So he shares some really good insight and some really good thing, practical things that you can do if you want to start, you know, delving into your dreams, what they mean, how to use them um, in your life. Because as he refers to them, he says that uh, dreams really are like the cheat Cheat sheet, cheat sheet, cheat. cheat, cheat. Doesn't sound right. Cheat sheet, cheat sheet to life. But they're one of our most underutilized tools. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. Um. And in other news from my life, I haven't really got any major updates. Um. I'm actually just about to go and sit outside a coffee shop and work in a coffee shop. Um. For. Only the second time in like, well, since we went into lockdown, I actually did it once last week and I was like, yeah, this this feels, this feels nice because I'll be honest with you, I've been going a little bit like stir crazy constantly working um, at home. I think because I think during the period of lockdown, I was like, okay, I haven't really got any choice here. So, you know, it's head down, um, just get on with it. But now that I know that we have this little bit more freedom, I'm kind of getting a little bit itchy, not itchy like itchy, caught something itchy, itchy as in I just want to change up my environment um, because I find it really helps with my creative juices, so to speak. Um, So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and find a little coffee shop to sit out of, sit out of, sit outside of, um, so that I can get on with a couple of new um, projects that I am working on. So really, I'm going to leave it there, my friend. Um, And I really hope that you enjoy the episode. If you love it, and you think that a friend of yours would enjoy it, or a member of your family, then don't forget to share. And also don't forget to tag me on the Instagram. Um, your biggest take Um, whether you enjoyed the episode all of the things tag me on your story and I will repost it so have an amazing rest of your day and enjoy the episode catch you soon bye my friend welcome to the Thrive with Dove podcast my name is Sarah Dove and I am going to be your host for these episodes I am a relationship coach entrepreneur life coach tapping practitioner, breathwork practitioner, and I am on a mission to help you be better, feel better, live better, and to truly thrive in your life as the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So in the episodes, I'm going to be covering topics such as romance, love, relationships, dating, money, manifestation, personal and spiritual development, business, All of the things that you need and each of the episodes my intention is that there is going to be stuff in there that you can take out and start to use in your real life today. And what I would love more than anything else is that if you get value from the episodes, please share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your social media, because we need to get the message out that people do not need to be just surviving in life. We are here to truly, truly thrive. And it would also mean the world to me that if there is an episode you love or you just love the podcast in general, if you would take some time, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and some stars. So that's all for me from now Enjoy the episodes, and I will speak to you really, really soon. Okay, so I am so excited today to welcome a wonderful soul all the way in Thailand of all places, who is currently sitting in um, a wonderful hot box, I'm going to call it, because he's just informed me that it's like the sun has been beating down on concrete walls for I don't know how long, so he feels like he's a bit like in a... in in a sauna. (laughs) Ty, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me and my community today. I'm so excited about this conversation. Um, How are you, first of all, other than sweating?
1: Other than sweating, I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so excited because we've never had, I've never had anyone on to talk about dreams, which is what we're gonna be talking about today. And I, to give my listeners some context, I, um, I discovered Ty on, it was kind of like a podcast connection, um, platform and that's how we connected. And initially when you sent me the message, I was like the, the thing that I saw, which was like dream coach. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't even know what this is, but I feel like it's something I need, I need to know more about. Um, so like, let's start there. Like, what is a dream coach and how did you end up in this position of being a dream coach. So give us a little bit of your backstory.
1: Sure, yeah, dream coach just being, because life has, mm, dreams have stood out to me my whole life. And in that I wanted to explore them. And you know, long story short, when I was 14, I discovered my first book about dreams and realized there's actually something to this whole world that we have when we sleep. And so from that point on, I started studying and Interpreting my dreams and studied other energy healings as I got older, like energy, energy, like Reiki, healing touch, shamanism, other things that now contribute to what I teach. But really, our dreams are an untapped resource that we have access to every night, but most of the world is just sees them as random or doesn't take the time to learn and it's just because it's we've been disconnected from it in our culture. But there are still indigenous cultures today that use their dreams to guide themselves, their personal lives, overcome fears and also for guidance for the community. So it's really just tapping into this cheat sheet for life that we have when we sleep. It's literally a cheat sheet for life if you listen to them and learn how to interpret
0: the messages. (gasps) Oh, my God. Literally, who doesn't love a cheat sheet? like every single human they see that word and they're like yeah give me some of that so i'm really curious so you said some of the indigenous um communities use their dreams to help them overcome fears and we know as like a society as humans like fear can be one of the biggest things that actually stops people from going—I'm gonna—this sounds a bit like cliche—going go, after their dreams. So their fears stop them going after their dreams. So do you have any um, like insight as to how they use them to overcome fears, or how you indeed use them with like your clients, etc.?
1: Yeah. So our predominant thought patterns and beliefs—so uh, whether we're conscious of them or not—the thoughts that are running in the background throughout our day, dictating how we act and react in the world. You know, what holds us back, for example, would be some fears and some doubts. These types of thoughts and beliefs are showing up in our dreams because they're so prominent in our waking life. Even if we're not conscious of them in our waking life, that's what's showing up in our dreams. So then it's just a matter of your dreams saying, hey, there's this worry you have here. There's this fear about this. There's this self-doubt you have. So here's some movies for you to entertain you to, to to tell you what's happening inside so really it's it's they're not random dreams are not random at all no are no random they're they're coming from somewhere for some reason and it's just a matter of learning to identify it and work with it and then again use it as a cheat sheet all right it's like okay i've got this fear that keeps showing up in my dreams it might be you know a shark it might be recurring dreams of a shark and, and for you as the person it's like, okay, for me, uh, not me personally now, but at one time I was terrified of sharks, you know, so a lot yeah. of people are. So yeah. sharks representing fear, it's not representing, it's not. doesn't mean you're going to go to the ocean and run into a shark. It's not a, it's not a warning. It's just a representation of your fear. So Ooh. that's why the symbols themselves, so like a shark, since we're on that.
0: Yeah. Look
1: up a shark dream online. It can mean many different things to different people so i encourage people to not look up symbols online or in dream dictionary it's, it's finding your personalized message for you
0: yeah oh my god and that's so kind of like um and i think that's what people do a lot because they come like you said they're so disconnecting from themselves and they don't trust that inner knowing that they have that they they may have a dream and they may wake up from it and they're like they actually have their own insight as to what they think it's showing them but then what they do is they pick up their phone and they immediately Google meaning of shark dream and so then the initial thing the insight that they had disappears as they get zapped into Google and Google's telling them well it means this that and the other and actually I think on our initial conversation I said this like we all have our own inner resources we have have all the answers we need inside of us but we don't trust them a lot of the time because we've become so disconnected so that is so beautiful that you have just kind of like brought that forward and also the point that dreams are not literal so i think people get very scared when they're having dreams about things that's maybe happening in their lives like you know maybe it's a dream about a loved one dying or whatever the thing is and people come out of them they're like oh my god does that that mean that someone in my life is gonna is gonna die but actually there's so many other meanings that could be brought forward like from that
1: yeah exactly so it's looking at whatever the person or thing if it's a shark or animal or insect a place what does that thing person place represent to you when you think about that place that person what are the first thoughts that come to mind what does that person represent to you and so, yeah, since you just talked about dying dreams and someone else dying, you know, it could be an aspect that that person represents to you that's dying within yourself, or that might be a good thing to die and let go of.
0: Oh, that's so good. Do you have like no pressure here at all? But do you have like a working example of that that you could share maybe from yourself or with a client of somebody that somebody who's discovered that kind of thing and had to let go. It's a piece inside of them that was needing to like be let go of and die essentially.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to scan for a, for a death dream as an example. Another one comes to mind. It gives the process of having a dream of someone, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll go here instead. Yeah. Amazing. Still gives a good example. Um, so it was a dream of uh, I had many years ago of a roommate at the time. And in the dream, he was driving his car drunk through San Francisco, and I was chasing him in my car trying to catch him, and he was just lost and belligerent and just disconnected. And so, when I woke up from that dream, my reflection is, and, and for you listening too, is what does that person represent to me? He is a full time artist. So, the first thing that comes to mind without even thought is, oh, artist, creativity. So, okay, he's representing my artist, creativity. Okay, what was happening in my dream? Uh, he was drunk, and so there was this disconnect, and he was just lost. So the th- thoughts that came in my mind when I saw him drunk and driving was, he's lost. And again, this is for me personally what I meant, what what it represented for me, he's lost. Yeah. So at that time, it was clear for me because when I reflected on, is there some disconnect with my creativity? Absolutely, at that time, it was clear. I didn't have to put thought into it. Like, I've totally went way deep into like the... Spiritual meditation and and trying to meditate to leave mm-hmm. my body, which I don't encourage because we came here for a reason. I learned that. Oh, let's
0: let, we will come back to that. We'll come back to that in just a second. Log,
1: yeah. yes. So I went way too much deep into the spiritual that I disconnected from the things that I really enjoyed doing. And so mm-hmm. that day, from waking up from that dream, I went out and I got some canvas, I got some wax, and I got some paint, and Ooh, yeah. started doing. It. Yeah. Oh because my of
0: the- god. oh my god so kind of if we were looking at that and we were and if i was trying to give or we're trying to give someone a kind of i guess like a working process it's about maybe sitting with your journal and writing the name of the person for example and then just letting the stream of consciousness consciousness throw out onto the paper everything that just comes to mind about that person so it could be like you did the artist, their qualities, like all of that. And then flicking the mirror around and looking at it and going, okay, so which of those am I not fully embracing right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Break it down into a couple quick steps.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
1: So right now we're just talking about the subconscious dreams, your your, your standard dream. Of course, there, there are dreams that could be literal. there are dreams where you visit with loved ones, but we're just talking about your standard subconscious dream. Yeah. Uh, so everything in those dreams is a reflection of an aspect of yourself. Mm. So, so you write down the dream first, just write down the dream without thought, just get it down right when you wake up. And then this is where you break down what stood out to you. Uh, was this person, there was this animal, and there was this place. Anything that stood out in the dream, you write that down, list that out. Now you go down each one, what does that person represent to me? Like you were saying, write down all the thoughts about, the person, about that type of animal. What, what does this animal represent to you? When you think about this animal, oh, it's a, it's a cat, it's soft, it's a, it's a house cat, it's soft, it's friendly. You know, Just write down any thoughts that come to mind. It's a bee, oh, they're busy. You know. Okay, busy bee. You know, Little things like this. And now that you've written down what they represent to you, now you wanna identify the thoughts and feelings you had. So most people come to me to help them with interpret a dream and they leave out the most important part I need. And that's the feelings in the dream. Mm. Um, this term, but the feeling is the healing. And so identifying when you wake up, write down the feelings. Most people don't do this unless they've you know, learned it. You write down your feelings. Now that you look at what stood out to you in the dream and what they represented to you, now you've got a list of feelings you felt throughout the dream when you look at that, you might be able to now see, paint a picture of how that connects to something in your waking life. Just by looking at, at those qualities from the things in your dream and the feelings, you can, you can start piecing it together. Right. And it, it does take a little practice, but it becomes just natural. And some dreams are, of course, are gonna be easier than others to interpret. And if you don't, you can't interpret every piece of a dream or every dream, it's just let it go and you'll get another dream another time. It's like, you're not gonna miss any information.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. So would you say that this is, I guess, is it another like form of shadow work?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Oh my
0: God. It's like a next level shadow work. Cause obviously, you know, your triggers in your waking life, that's, you know, you use those to find your shadow. So the shadow in your dreams is like oh, man. So I'm going to ask a question here for myself, which mm-hmm. is, um, I struggle with kind of remembering a lot of my dreams I may remember when I wake up for like the first minute or so maybe like a name or a feeling and then everything else like I can have been in what I feel is a dream all night and then nothing there is nothing really there is there a way for me to remember more I've tried the the herb the sleep tea herb things dream teas and they didn't really seem to have any any impact? Like, what would be? Is there any kind of like, in air quotes, hacks, tips, anything to try and to help you remember more of your dreams, or is it not necessary? Does it really not matter?
1: Yeah, you know, they're all really simple. There are some things you can proactively do that actually can help. Mm. Um, you mentioned dream herbs, um, yeah. which the Greek word for that is onirogens. It's oniros, which means dreams, and gen is to create. So those things that create dreams, basically onirogens. Yeah, so there are many of those. You've tried a couple of them. You know, chamomile tea is a basic one. It's just because it relaxes you. Mm-hmm. Wayusa tea is another one, or the plant yewsa. You could drink it as a tea. You could even just put the herb in a little satchel under your pillow, and be in the field of that plant, and that can actually do the trick as well. Uh, but there's many out there. So if you just research dream herbs, onerogens, and find one that sticks out to you, and just you could try different ones. Um, one thing with that, though, I have to add a little disclaimer, and that's yeah. there are these herbs that are not compatible with pregnancy. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, good to know.
1: Medication. So when it comes to dream herbs, you definitely want to actually check and don't just take them, even though it may be something as basic. You can just go buy at the herb store or something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Always remember to take responsibility for yourself, people. Like when you hear advice, don't just take it as literal. Go in it and make sure that it's the right thing for you. Amen, underlined. Thank you for pointing that out, Ty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, all the people.
0: Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> uh, so, other things. When you roll over, you wake up. Your alarm goes off. You roll over to turn off your alarm, and you forgot your dream that fast. But maybe you remembered it just before. Yeah. You turn back to the position you were in when you first woke up. Ooh. That's so simple, but it actually works. It's the same concept. I don't know where this comes from, but you know, retracing your steps, you forget something. You know, the same.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's the same concept. Something to do with that. I don't know how that works, but it works. Uh, Other thing is just your intention. So if now you're like, oh, I've heard this podcast. I want to start paying attention to my dreams. Okay, now just set the intention each night before you go to bed. And also get a dream journal, but a dedicated dream journal. Uh, Dedicated dream journal because you might have a regular journal you use for... (laughs) Writing writing your spells. (laughs) Um, But when you have a dedicated dream journal, it's going to be by your bed. So it's going to be a physical trigger you're going to see before going to bed to just get you in the habit of, oh yeah, I'm going to start paying attention to my dreams. There's my dream journal. I'm going to start journaling my dreams. So just having a journal alone can help setting the intention. And then also once you start writing your dreams, that also helps you all of a sudden start remembering even more dreams when you actually take the time to write them. It's some something that's within us that's showing that that's saying, okay, you're paying attention. So here's more information. Here's more memories of your dream, and you just you just start to remember more.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like do you think the you know when you're almost like instructing the subconscious mind that this is what you want more of, or this is kind of what you want to do more? It actually takes notice. The subconscious mind is pretty. Um, it's pretty switched on when you know, when you have the skills to be able to actually kind of communicate with it, if that makes sense. Like you can actually make it work for you more when you have the awareness around it.
1: Yeah, that's it, that's
0: it. I love that. Okay, they're super helpful. So turn back Uh into the original position and set my intentions.
1: Your intentions, to get a dedicated dream journal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you'll wake up in the middle of the night and remember a dream and you'll remember it so clearly at that moment you wake up you might think oh I remember it so clearly I'm so tired I'll remember it when I wake up and usually you don't it's gone even though it's clear in that moment so that's a good time if you don't want to turn the lights on and wake up too much by writing just use a voice memo on your phone and just record it and then write it in the morning um, yeah. but that's a quick way to just get it down without turning the lights on um, so some people that will set an alarm for five to six hours after, four to five hours after you go to bed and to wake you up. And that's really true dedication that you really wanted to. Oh have. my
0: God. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm into my own personal growth and knowing myself, but I think asking me to wake myself up in the middle of the night, it's not, it's not going to happen here, but continue, sorry. I, I,
1: know, I have done it and it does work, but especially with lucid dreaming, it's a whole other thing, but uh, waking yourself up middle of the night. Uh, one other last tip on remembering your dreams. Yeah. Is, it's an alcohol. So if you're having a glass of wine before you go to sleep, or smoking one of those nice big marijuana joints. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, man, down with the reefer. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Any of these things before bed, or just if, if they're just kind of a daily habit even, can repress REM sleep, mm-hmm. which is rapid eye movement at time when we're dreaming. So there's been actual studies that show these substances actually suppress the REM sleep that we have. And so when we do actually have some dreams, they tend to be, a lot of dreams in a short period of time they call it rem rebound so you just have a lot of intense dreams in a short time often nightmares
0: oh my god yeah i mean yeah. like the whole there's that kind of almost illusion i think that people have that using booze and like you know the weed man to try and help them get to sleep it doesn't it doesn't it may help you fall asleep but it doesn't give you like the best quality or the deepest for most people there's always there's always exceptions but yeah that nightly glass of wine can be a freaking killer
1: yeah so take a pause for like aim for three days take a pause on the joint take a pause on the wine and your dreams should come back now last student i had that had the same thing it took her five days but on the fifth day she's like she was so excited my dreams are back so, and you might be able to go back to having your little occasional little smoke with a glass of wine, but you know, always if you can get away with having some more natural herbs like chamomile or whyusa, if that works for you, then that's, would always ideally be better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or even CBD, I guess, because that would have a different, does it have a different, I don't know a huge amount about it, but.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have the THC, so yeah. it, you'd have to just play with that for yourself.
0: Yeah, and see.
1: can be pretty strong, it, it might actually suppress your REM sleep because you're going to sleep so deep sometimes but uh, yeah you just have to test it out for yourself
0: Mm, experiment people do not be afraid to try things and see not not saying go out and like buy ganja and smoke it and see see whether that helps or suppresses your dreams just to prove time just to prove time wrong or 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 right you know um i want to go back to the meditation situation that you were talking about um so what you were meditating to actually leave leave your body is that what you said
1: yeah you know it was just misguided just I mean a lot of people go through this where yeah you figure out there's a whole other world of spirituality and the rest of the world's the matrix and you got to get away from it and life on earth sucks not really it's 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 good but at that time you know it's like oh I've discovered something better something new Yes. militant. a lot of my friends have done the same, became militant with spirituality and meditation, disconnected from all the things that were fun, you know, meditating for hours at a time for the purpose of trying to become enlightened to be able to, what they call Maha Samadhi, to be able to consciously leave your body. Uh, So that's not what we want to do though. We've chosen to come here on earth, no matter how challenging it gets, just remembering that we chose to be here and, and with the meditation, the goal was not to leave here. The goal was to just be more present here and all the things that you can access, all the spiritual experiences, mystical experiences, you can access those even more readily when we're present within this, where we are now, this physical plane. And when yeah. present, so not leaving the body, you can access all that within the body. We don't actually have to leave the body
0: yeah oh my god thank you so much for kind of bringing that forward because i mean i've definitely been through that whole thing of um number one wanting to kind of have that whole leaving body experience and and as often as possible and then also you know then getting messages from my guide saying no this isn't this isn't right for you this isn't this isn't what you need to be doing and then feeling almost like a level of shame around the fact that i wanted to come back into the the actual real life experience and enjoy life and you know my guides have told me you know i do not need to be this like floating spiritual mama it is totally fine for me to just kind of dip in and dip out and like you know just as long as enjoyment is the main underlying theme of my entire life that's what it's all about and i just think it's beautiful that you've brought that forward because i think a lot of people when they find spirituality and they dive into youtube and they dive into you know here's a 10 hour meditation go and leave your body for the next three days etc it's like oh so this is what i need to be doing so i love that you shared that so much And thank the Lord that you're here in this 3D experience, living it with us.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) platform to to get out information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so you shared your course with me, um, which I would love you to just talk a little bit about so that if anyone is um, interested in venturing into the dream world, that um, they can, you know, go and discover your course for themselves so what was the idea behind you making the course in the first place what was your kind of like um, hope for it motivation for it
1: yeah the idea was well as I mentioned I've been interpreting my dreams since my teens and so it's been something that's been a big part of my life and I realized it's significant and when you realize that most of the world is not accessing and utilizing this cheat sheet that we're all given uh it just it's actually quite shocking. Mm. We've got all this valuable information that's just being missed. And so people come to me all the time for dreams. And I realized that I just need to share this on a larger scale. It's actually part of my medicine here. One day it just it clicked that this is part of my medicine for the world. We all have some like unique medicine that we offer for the world. And this is one of mine.
0: Yeah, oh my God. Did it come to you in a dream? That's what I want to know.
1: You know it, it did not come to me in a dream. But to leap fully into it, into offering this work was validated mm. in a dream.
0: Yes, love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. The dream, classic, big leap.
0: Yep. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So if someone was to kind of sign up for the course, what would they kind of like? What would they, what, what's the outcome going to be for them?
1: Yeah. So at this time, it's a self study course. Once in a blue moon, I'll do a live version. Um, so it's a self-study course. It's four weeks. So you sign up and you get that week's modules and we do some exercises, practices, create some new morning routines, little things just to kind of set us up before bed and when we wake up, start and end the day on a positive note. Uh, and we go, of course, in interpretation, types of dreams. We cover more than just what I just shared here, subconscious dreams. And we we'll cover, you know, connecting with spirit guides, seeing loved ones, you know, connecting with ET beings, um, Lucid dreaming, yes, yeah, that too. (laughs) Lucid dreaming. So all the things about dreams, you know, dreams in ancient cultures, which one I'll share just in this moment is the Egyptian word for dreams is roswet, which means to be awake. So the Egyptians saw that when we're asleep, that's when our eyes are actually opened. We have access to see beyond the veil of this three D world. So self study course, four weeks but you're not alone. During that time, you have access to a community chat and an app, uh, which is just starting to take off what's well, just starting now. So it might just be me and a couple others and they're responding, but there is a community app. So you actually have access to myself uh, as you go through the self study course.
0: Oh, I love that. And you know, full transparency, I have managed to dive into module one It is on my agenda, because I am super fascinated by this. And it's definitely been a part of my own personal growth that I haven't explored. So I think what I will do is as I go through the courses, maybe I will just share odds and bods that 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 kind of come come up for me. um, And so that my audience can get a bigger insight into Um, what it's all about and obviously we will leave links etc to the course in the show notes and all of the and all of the things Um, but I wanted to kind of um, bring forward something else that I know that you are very um, passionate about I think would be the correct word which is because you mentioned ET just a minute ago and I was like oh yeah this is where we're going next Um, is UFOs and aliens like where do I want to start with this so really give, can you give a kind of overview of the, the up-to-date insight as to what is going on with the UFO and the alien world right now in 2021
1: sure and I'll, I'll just give a in a nutshell I'll give um my intro how I how yes. I speak on this so I was always a believer as a kid and watched like unsolved mysteries and X-Files, so I was always into it. Um, Then fast forward, and in my early 20s, started watching documentaries that talked about ancient cultures and their connection to, things that they said came from specific star systems. You know, documented cases where tribes from all around the world said specifically the star systems that these visitors came from and taught them mathematics and science and medicine they all say the same stories all around the world and describe them based on the best that they could they described them in uh let's see parts of china they described them as flying on dragons because that's what they had in their mind as in their culture it was association dragons so they said these gods flew, or sometimes a lotus leaf um let uh let's see where else in some cultures the chariots of fire so greeks Chariots of fire, so the chariots is what they had, horses yeah. and so they called them chariots of fire. They were glowing chariots that the gods could ride in and land and teach them things. So it's all over ancient history. I could literally talk for hours just on that. So if you're if the topic interests you, just look up, uh, even Ancient Aliens is a good series to, to check out.
0: Ancient Aliens.
1: Yeah, by the History Channel, they, they go into it all. Um, Yeah, so just disregard some of the characters in there and the dramatic music. Just look at the artifacts.
0: Okay, I love that.
1: So I've done this research. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's definitely clear that there have been visitors to Earth. You can't deny it at all. Uh, Someone said in one, in one of those documentaries that by the rules that the Supreme Court in the U.S. follows, by the way they look at evidence, if they were to present all this evidence to the Supreme Court, they would have to say, absolutely, there have been visitors to Earth. Based on mm. all that. So then fast forward to 2011. In 2011 I started remembering dreams where I was and I say remembering cuz so I may have been having them before. But mm-hmm. like, I have dreams with these outside ET beings, extraterrestrial beings uh was in 2011. And the dreams always feel more real. So often students my students will often say when they have a dream with a loved one, a visit of a loved one or a friend, a family that's passed they'll say it just felt so real. It didn't feel like a dream. Mm. Encounters, they just feel so real. There's not like pink elephants flying and, um, you know, giant jelly beans falling from the sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a great dream. Pink elephants yeah. and jelly beans. I'd love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like us talking now. They're just very straightforward dreams, except that they're not human and... And so I started noticing, it it caught my attention because I realized I'd see some of these beings repeated in other dreams, the same beings, the same ships not like in a subconscious dream where it might look different and change. It's the Mm -hmm. same, consistent, it's continuity. And so from there, having dreams, then in 2014, I just remember inwardly just saying, you know what, I've been seeing you in my dreams for years now. I know you're real, but I still need to really, I need to see you in my physical life, in the waking life. Like no drugs, no alcohol, clear mind, waking life. And in 2014, with three other friends, that's when I saw my first uh, close encounter. And it was a, a glowing orb ship, completely silent, just a ball of white light. It flew directly over our head at our house. We had just parked at our house, directly over our head. And then fast forward to 2018, and there was three other visits at the same house and so often not always but often they'll come to your house (laughs) or if you're dreaming of them the dream might happen at your house or a childhood house a place where you feel comfortable because Mm. around this topic Mm. so for me I wanted to see them in my waking life since I was a kid but it wasn't until then that I had released enough fear around it so even though you might be excited for this type of experience, there can still be some fear. So they're not as likely to show up if there's fear. Um, so anyways, it, now since then, since 2011, I've now had eight visits. that were very clear visits up close. And so that's now led me to sharing this information, sharing my experience, um, because again, ancient history. And then again, now we're, now we're getting to the governments of the world have known about this. visit in mm-hmm. a very long time. Uh, so getting caught up to speed where we are now in 2021, uh, just a year ago, April 2020, the U.S. government Pentagon came out and said, "Here's three videos of unidentified aerial phenomena." They call it.
0: Aerial phenomena. phenomena. They have to make everything so long and so fancy. Aerial phenomena. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just UFOs, so I know they've been visiting here for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So now where we're at, uh, at the time of recording this, we're June, yeah, June yeah. 2021. On June 25th, the US government is due to release information to the Congress and to the people. They're meant to disclose some information. And this is because in January, Trump of all people put in, wrote in, in, in this bill that the Pentagon has 180 days to disclose what they know about UFOs to the Congress and to the public. So now on the 25th, they're due to make that announcement. But there was already a leak that leaked out to the New York Post, New York Times, one of those. Uh It said what they're gonna say on the release, they're not gonna give us anything really. Maybe they'll surprise us in the next few days, but they're not gonna give us much. Um, They're due to say that there's no evidence that they're alien visitors from off planet, but we can't rule it out. So they're still gonna say they can't rule it out, but they're not saying that it is.
0: Oh my God, that's such a like governmental, like thing to think people in power thing to do, which is to be non-committal either way, because like, it's just easier to hang around in the middle. Cause if they earn that, then it opens up a whole other level of like what needs to happen next, I guess to welcome to welcome the new thing beings onto Earth, you know?
1: That's it, yeah. And so they're saying that it, it could be that. Well, there's no evidence, no conclusive evidence, or it could be China or Russia. So, and there was a guy, Luis Elizondo, who used to work for the Pentagon <clears> in <throat> 2017. Uh, he used to work for the Department of Defense in the US, specifically on the department. He was the head of the department that studied UFOs and now he's out he's in all the news articles the last two months it's been in the mainstream news almost every day there's a channel talking about it and he's in the news all the time saying from an insider saying yes even the us has artifacts uh parts of crafts that were made off earth and so he's he's a whistleblower he's shared all this information and there's been many whistleblowers that have shared that yes they know a lot more than they're saying But now we're getting to more important stuff. And the more important is why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. So anyone that studied spirituality or or just been seeing the changes that have been happening on humanity, like meditations become popular, eating healthier is becoming popular. All these things about health and wellness, mental and physical is becoming popular over the years more and more. That's just a sign of us, humanity, waking up Mm -hmm. and lots of dark things that have been happening on the planet. You know, human trafficking, just some of the dark stuff has been also coming to light and some of these rings have been shut down. So this is a sign that, you know, the consciousness is awakening, the, the light is starting to regain control of the earth because the dark has ruled it for so long. Um, and, and people are standing up and people are going out in the streets and, and protesting and making their opinions heard by the authorities. And so a reflection of humanity, our consciousness waking up, us coming into a, what's the words? Our higher self. Mm-hmm. Just waking up to something bigger and brighter inside of us and this inherent wisdom within. A reflection of that is these visitors that are highly evolved spiritually and technologically. I hope I'm articulating this enough.
0: No, no, no. It's, be- it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I this is kind of, um, it, it just makes so much sense to me, like, I don't know, I've never studied it, I've never really looked at it. But I've always had that kind of knowing and understanding that really, we are not just it, that there is so much more outside of us outside of what we see on a day to day basis. And really, it was only a matter of time as with everything before things start to shift and there's a new there's a new kind of opening and i love the way that you have described it as you know the light is starting to shine through and i think that is a, a beautiful way to see it and also a way to um kind of dampen down that's not the right word, alleviate any fears that people may have about, you know, there being this other, you know, UFO or um ET like existence around it in that it's nothing to be scared of. It's just like another, they've always been there. It's just that now we're actually starting to shine the light and, and see and hopefully understand a little bit more. And I mean, I I said to you, I think when we spoke, I said I want ET to be, I want ET to be my friend. Come on, let's do this.
1: Yes, so I'm glad you brought up fear because that that's the main reason to talk about yeah. this right now on this specific topic is yeah. because now that it's in the public light and mainstream news, and it's it's coming out that the narrative that's being pushed is a false narrative of fear, mm. and that. We need to take these things seriously. They're a potential threat. And the reason that these ships have been... Now, there was a 60 Minutes episode. 60 Minutes is a big show in the U.S., new show. Yeah. They did that had Air Force pilots come that were at these places, that released these videos, official people that still work for the Air Force, and share their experiences, where there was a two-year two period of time where they had ships outside of their Navy ship, these flying floating spaceships outside every single day for a period of two years. You know, this is the SS Nimitz ship. And the, uh, what's he called? The captain of that ship, or not the captain, but the guy who's in charge of keeping the ship safe. He said at no time did he feel that there was a threat. Mm. Now they haven't shared this in the news. This was in a separate third-party documentary he shared this. The news narrative is their potential threat. Um, So... If I can share anything to anyone, it's just to say that there are visitors, there are peaceful visitors. And the reason they're outside of these military places is because the US, China, all these places, Russia, they're playing with nuclear bombs and threatening each other with nuclear bombs. And that's, they're like, that's enough. Like, mm. It's basically like big, big brother or sister, just standing there, just knowing that my big brother and sister are watching
0: yeah oh my god so between like mother mother nature mother earth and the extraterrestrials and the ufos like there is a lot of um there's a lot of protection and a lot of kind of like things trying to direct trying to move us in the right direction to having a more um peaceful life and to kind of nurture us as us as humans on the planet right now and also nurture this place that we actually exist in. Um, And so I love that so much that we just I love the fact that you shared. um, First of all, that kind of a lot of what I would class as left brainers, have have been talking about their their seeings and their experiences and how how they felt. Um, And also just that there is nothing to fear. Um, Because if this is going to be something which I feel like it definitely is, is going to continue to grow in its, um, in air quotes, normality, and eventually probably just be something we're like, oh yeah, you know, E.T.'s coming over for tea or whatever whatever it is, you know, then I think, I think you know, it's good to for people to start, you know, letting go of the fear now.
1: That's it. It'll eventually just be a, a normal thing where we are an intergalactic civilization, no longer just contained to earth and where we have visitors and visit other places. There'll be kids born one day that will have never known a time when there wasn't, contact with other civilizations off earth so that time is coming soon
0: (sighs) oh it's all so magical like life is just it's so exciting and amazing at how much i guess how much we don't know in a way, and how much there is still for us to explore. So anyone that is claiming that, you know, life is boring or life is whatever, blah, is like, what? Open your eyes and look. Like there's so much for us to see and explore and like even in your day to day life, you know, there's other stuff that when you start to view it in a different with a different perception or a different perspective, it's like, Whoa, this has completely transformed everything. And dreams are a beautiful way to start that. You see?
1: That's right. connect connect to that deeper part of yourself that's guiding us every day
0: yeah like
1: you mentioned ets are all it's all like our divine entourage we can also connect with our spirit guides and whatever form they are in our dream space again by setting an intention so we can connect to that extra support as well
0: oh my god divine entourage i love that as a little like term i just i had an image flash into my head then of like me with like all of this like my guides and my alien friends all just behind me now i love it so freaking good i love it and yeah so i think this is a great place to um bring this conversation to a close and thank you for all that you have shared today like seriously from the bottom of my heart it has been amazing Um, what I would love you to do is just to um share with people where they can come and connect with you, because I'm sure there will be people with questions or interest.
1: So my website is soul-dreamers.com. That's dreamers with an S, Soul-Dreamers. And my Instagram is underscore soul underscore dreamers.
0: Amazing. And I will put all of those in the show notes, which will be available on the podcast platform um, and also my website. So there will be links to all of that um, for you. Um, And again, I just want to say I appreciate you and the work that you do and the message that you are spreading out in the world, all of the healing light that you are shining for people. Um, And yeah, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive with Duff podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave me some stars. And while you're over there, do not forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. If you have friends, gal pals, your mom, anyone that you feel that would benefit from any of the episodes, I would be so grateful if you could share because I am on a mission to make sure that I empower as many women as I possibly can to be able to start thriving in their life. Until the next episode, my friend, take care. I'll speak to you soon.